they're all like hoping it's food is the reward and he goes you want the bad news it's not food <laughs> Yikes. but it's apparently a tarp that we all desperately need even though we've seen no pictures of them in the rain oh for the rain that we've heard about but haven't seen at all <laughs> i've yet to have footage of awesome where is the rain <laughs> like, matter. they experience it stacy and we don't get to Welcome back to Escaping Reality, the podcast where four friends, sometimes three, <laughs> get together and talk about reality TV just to, you know, escape other stressors in our lives. <laughs> um, this week we are talking about Survivor episode, uh, season 42, episode five called Survivor Rich. Um, be sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast if you are not already. We right now are mostly recapping Survivor, but we have many, many episodes if you want to hear about some other shows as well. Um, and you can also follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. Okay, so I have Aggie and Anna here today. Nick is not here. We miss him. It's the second week in a row. <laughs> uh, he's healthy. He's he will be back next week. He will be back next week. He's he's a, a a social butterfly, that's all. But he'll be back. But we have the, the three girls here. We're going to talk about episode five. Um, so let's go ahead and get into it with our one-minute uh, thoughts. So, Aggie, what did you think of this episode? I thought it was kind of a weird episode. I did love the background on Romeo and the background on um, Drea. Was that? No. Is that who Lydia? was there? We got some Lydia. Lydia. Sorry, I meant Lydia. But Drea, he was talking, Romeo was talking about Drea in his, like, um video package about sort of his life and why he became a pageant coach and I was just like I love that the reason you became a pageant coach is because you want to like shepherd strong women into being even stronger women in themselves and that's why you gravitated towards Drea like I love that um so I think the my biggest takeaway was the like personal connections interesting part of this uh I thought it was a pretty dull episode otherwise Except for the last three minutes, we really buried the fucking lead. And then we had the weirdest voting I've seen in a hot damn minute. So those are my thoughts. Okay, Anna, what are your thoughts? Yeah, this, I mean, we've got the merge coming up, so it seems. Um, And so we're kind of just biding our time. I do think as sort of anticlimactic as this episode was, we got many a glimmer of like what to expect once we do merge and these people are all like working together but also working against each other individually um so I was pleased with that I feel like we got good insight into what most people are thinking with the merge approaching um which is you know good if I had to pick something good about the episode (laughs) but like overall it just wasn't very um exciting I did like the stuff with Romeo. He's very quickly becoming um, a favorite of mine and I want to see him succeed. And I think the more we see of him, the more I think he's capable of that. So I'm super happy that he and Drea are seemingly going to be working together um, and that we're starting to see more of him and hear more from him um, because I think he's really smart. So yeah, I, I don't have too much to say overall, but I'm ready for us to merge and I forgot when they said it's going to be a two-hour episode next week. I was like, how is it going to be two hours? And then I remembered we're probably going to get the hourglass thing again. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what's going to happen next week and beyond. And this episode, like, kind of helped us get there, but not really. So it was fine. All righty. I mean, I pretty much agree. I think uh, this was probably the least exciting episode I I feel like because I did watch it live, and I feel like it just it was like fifty percent commercials, and I was like nothing has happened in the actual show. <laughs> like it's just kind of a letdown because I have just personally I have a long day on Wednesdays, and then I get excited, and then I have a a virtual meetup with Aggie and the college friends, and then I basically get off right at seven to watch the show <laughs> because it's just like exciting to me and then this one was kind of a letdown so um I will say again I have nothing personal against Daniel but 
I was happy that he went home. I feel like he's been coming for my girl Chanel. So that was a positive. Um, But aside from that, yeah, I was pretty dull, I would say. All right, but let's go ahead and talk about the tribes, the vibes of the tribe, if you will. Um, Okay, so let's start with what happened after the vote out. So we get back to the Ika tribe and Roxroy is just realizing that he hasn't been playing Survivor, basically. I think someone said that on our pod last week, and he's he's now realized, like, I wasn't a part of the vote. They didn't tell me. Um, my social cues are not as good as I maybe thought. Um, so that happens. And then the four, there's four, right? The four of Ika, they're all talking about um, just how they need to stick together now. Uh, but Tori has other plans and pretty much tells us that she will be jumping ship as soon as possible. Any thoughts on Ika? Just like bear, the aftermath of Ika. They just seem so predictable. Maybe it's just because we've been watching Survivor for forever and like we know the types of ways people play. But like, I don't know, something about the way that Tori was talking about how she's going to behave at the merge and her thoughts about Roxroy. I was like... I don't know. It felt kind of cliche. <laughs> um, it might be because I don't love Tori that I'm just being hypercritical of her and her strategizing. But that was that was kind of just like my initial takeaway of that little spiel she had. Um, mm. She's not wrong, <laughs> but it just felt a little bit like, of course, that's what you think. And, uh... I, it was more annoying to me than that, honestly. Like, I was like, the fact that you're so willing to just scamper away from your tribe makes me like you so much less. Mm-hmm. I was like, I understand you being annoyed with your tribe, but the fact that you think your best scenario is immediately running from them at Emerge shows that you are not good at this game. I just like, you don't have numbers that way, and you're going from maybe the bottom on your tribe, but you weren't even on the chopping block to being definitely the bottom of someone else's numbers. Please stop. Please stop. Like I was, I was so annoyed. I was like, ma'am. No, no. You know, and they're like, ma'am, this is a Chili's. Like I I was just like, I was like, I was like, you don't immediately run until you actually get a chance to see what the dynamics are. If you want to make an all girls alliance, then go the fuck off. That's you actually like trying to find a different group that you could spearhead. You just going to another tribe because you're annoyed at your own is not playing this game. You're not being smart. You're just going to be the bottom of someone else's numbers. Like, please stop. Sorry. I was real annoyed at her. I was like, shut up. I don't care what your opinion is. Sorry. That was so mean. Am I mean today? I'm so sorry. But like, you're kind of right. I just, her word choices is um, poor, I think. It makes her come off cocky. It, it came and- off entitled and rude, and that I didn't care for. I was like, if you really had a strategy here, I might believe you, but it just came off as like, I don't like Roxroy, so I'm going to bu- jump ship. And I was like, not a strategy, ma'am. Not a strategy. I say that as someone who's never played Survivor. I'll take everything I say with a grain of salt, but. Well, so that that's, that's where we are on Ika. Um, but then... Uh, Taku, we get to see Taku before the challenge as well, because Jonathan is uh, struggling. <laughs> it's There's a lot of chatter going on. <laughs> Lindsay and Marianne are just having a, a blast talking about whatever, and Jonathan is like about to lose his cool, <laughs> so he goes fishing. Um, but any thoughts on them? Just the Orange Tribe in general. <laughs> okay. I'm so sorry. My toxic trait is being on Jonathan's side in this argument. Oh, same. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, they're really annoying. Here's the thing. Do I think he handled it well? No. Do I think when he was like chopping the wood and like maybe hit Marianne with the machete, he was like, he was like, he was not good in that moment. I was like, my guy, just apologize. You, you hit her with the machete, maybe like, just apologize. My guy, it clearly was an accident. You don't seem like you're out to get her. Like, I can't. Anyway, but they were so annoying. And I would have been like, silence. I would also like silence. Now, here's the tea. I would be one of them. If I was out there, I'd be one of the ones just like talking forever and always. Like, that's just who I am as a person. You can ask Nick. Like, in the mornings, he's like, I need silence. I don't have coffee yet. And I was like, 
how was your night? What did you do? How are you feeling? He's like, shut up, get away from me. Um, but I think I was, I was on Jonathan's side in this moment. He was like, maybe we just like, don't for like a hot second. Um, I love Marianne, but she does make a big deal out of absolutely everything. And that is bare minimum seen by Jeff Probst. Like if Jeff Probst says that about you, your tribe is going to feel it 10,000 times more than you, like more than Jeff. And he's like, Marianne again with the big reaction. And I'm like, yeah, bitch, she needs to be stopped. She don't need that bigger reaction. I don't know. But I I understand where he's coming from. I don't think he handled it well, but I can understand his perspective. I I agree he didn't handle it super well with like the dispute over was Marianne actually where she shouldn't have been or did he like (laughs) hit her? Um, But I do think that the way he explained himself in confessionals was actually really um, well said and showed a lot of self-awareness when he was talking about like, I can't be the one to explode in camp because I'm like this huge guy and it, it will come across poorly, which like it kind of should because I don't want to explode at somebody, but also like, I don't know what else to do. Um, cause it was one thing when they were just like chat, chat, chatting in the shelter. But then when he got up to leave and he was like, has anyone seen my canteen? And they wouldn't just give it to him. <laughs> like, all I could think of was you're out on the Island. You have a massive headache from having to listen to all this. All you want to do is like go for a little walk and like hydrate and they will not give you your water bottle. <laughs> Like they make you go on a hot cold hunt for it. I was like this this poor man. And then it turned into a conversation about whether or not you say hot or warm or cold. And he was just like, Oh my god, just tell me where my fucking water bottle is and I was like, like bitch, I'd be annoyed too. Just imagine that conversation, but you're so thirsty. <laughs> yeah, really. And that was that was a moment where I was like, Okay, I'm on Jonathan's side here. Um but I'm I'm very interested to see how this tribe turns out at the merge. Because they were so tight last week. And there are definitely some, not cracks, but frustrations that could be used to the advantage of another tribe. And I need them to get it together because I like them. I do too. I know. I feel like we are like Omar being like, what happened? We were great. Omar's we were like, fine. What did you do? He's like the last one who's maintained like any sense of like peace of mind. He's like, oh no, <laughs> the hunger is getting to them. Um, I didn't realize that I must have, and I watched this like three times, but I didn't realize he was asking them for the water canteen. I thought he was just like getting up and they were just like playing the hotter, colder game or whatever. Oh no, no. he was like, has anyone seen my canteen? <laughs> and they fully knew where it was and made him. Uh, they like, warmer, warmer, hot, warm. And then Lindsay was like, do you say warm? You should be saying cold when he gets further away. And he was like, oh, my God. <laughs> He's like, I'm just thirsty. <laughs> Help me. Girl, One, your one pleasure is, like, lukewarm water, according to Lauren Ashley Beck. And he can't even have that. Like, I can't. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. He does have good self-awareness of, like, I do need to try to just stay calm uh, I need to just go swim or something. And even with the machete thing, I feel like, you know, you you see him catching himself in the moment and like, I don't want to fight with you and just like relaxing. So I will give him that. But I, I'm just like, you, I, I don't know. I see his point, but I'm also actually this is what it is. I'm not even mad at him about this. I'm mad at him about the challenge. So I'm just going to save it. That's actually what I'm mad about. in this in this section. He's fine. He has a right to be annoyed. Okay. Um, so then we go to uh, Vati and the tribe is trying to decide, like, should we make a fire now or wait till after the challenge? They decide to wait till after the challenge. And then Daniel decides to go fishing, which upsets most of the tribe because Daniel has had a shoulder injury since day one and hasn't been participating in challenges. Um, so there are some comments made about that. Do any of you have comments on that or thoughts on it? Was it a bad idea, a good idea? I, I do think it affects the outcome of this episode. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> the only thoughts that I had were like not directly about what happened, but I spun my wheels too much. I'll say it <laughs> about like, because we also had a little bit of a glimpse of them talking about, is Mike going to say his mm-hmm. idol phrase? Mm-hmm. 
And they explicitly said again, okay, well, if I don't say it, I have it at the merge, blah, blah, blah. And then I just, I had convinced myself that like Mike wasn't going to say his phrase and then his idol wasn't going to be active at the merge um, because of like a loophole that we either like got misread to us because we just kept seeing Daniel as like says one thing, does another, is wrong, but thinks he's right. (laughs) convinces people of stuff because he's a lawyer but is kind of like a dunce um from what we saw and so I had convinced myself that like because we saw another scene of Daniel like just not being consistent with himself kind of without realizing I was just I was convinced that this was going to lead into like oh this is going to be a fumble of the instructions from the idol Um, and then it wasn't because Mike read the phrase so like (laughs) I had put all this mental energy into theorizing about this and then it didn't go anywhere. So I should have just sat back and enjoyed the episode for what it was because I got like a little too like conspiracy about it. (laughs) I still, and I was talking to the llamas about this on our Instagram yesterday, but like I still have a part of me that's like, even though Mike, did get his vote back so i guess he's he did the right thing he still didn't follow the rule of saying the the phrase at the first or at the very next challenge and part of me is like what if they're like we gave you your vote back but you don't actually have an idol like i still feel like there has to be some consequence Mm -hmm. i doubt it will happen but that's how i feel about it i agree but i also think like i thought the same thing stacy i was like when Drea found hers, it was like at the next immunity challenge. And I'm like, did he lose the validity of his idol by not doing that? Mm-hmm. It just seems weird because they read it specifically. Well, and then also they had Mr. Lawyer Daniel going through it and being like, no, I'm pretty sure like based on what's written here, you cannot say the phrase. Which that's my other thing is, is what Mike was saying to High even accurate of like, if I don't say it, I still get a no. let the merge. Okay, so I think there's something that Daniel read that was like, it will activate at the merge if you still have it regardless. Like if no one else has said the phrase, you can still, it will still activate at the merge. Right, but what I was thinking was that that was misinterpreted and it was like, if you've said yours and no one else has found it, yours will then become active. I I think it was misinterpreted as well, Anna. Yeah, Yeah. that's okay. So it's just so funny to me that he, like, thought he didn't have to say it. (laughs) Like, I just... Yeah, that just seems wrong. I mean, it'll be crazy if that does... Like, if he goes to play it, and they're like, this is not active, you didn't follow the rules. I don't think they will, but how cool would that be? Yeah, I would love that. Okay, but so that's all that's going on with them. Um you can just tell from that scene too that hi and Lydia still are pretty much in control over there. Um, and then, Oh, I, I guess I missed this when I was talking about um, the blue tribe, but, or did you talk, did you bring this up Aggie when they go? And- I brought it up a little bit. Okay. Okay. So yeah, Drea and Romeo um, do go looking for the idol and that's when they have, you know, more information about um, Romeo and his backstory, but you can tell they are close. They are very close and they find the idol. So now all three or they find the phrase, you know, so now all three are out there at least. So, okay. So that's, what's going on with the tribes. Um, then we get to the challenge, which is for both immunity and reward. And it's just the first two that win will get immunity and reward. Um, so all three tribes do say their phrases. Finally, Marianne is like, thank God <laughs> I've been saying this mailbox bunny thing for multiple weeks now. Um, and then the challenge is basically they climb up a net ramp, they have to untangle a rope that has a key, a braided rope. Um, they have to use a machete to release the sandbags, and then they have to use the sandbags to hit two targets. Um, I put in here, I felt like, look, I'm going to give her this, these props, even though I talk badly about her most weeks, but Tori was like very impressive to me. Like, I feel like she was just go, 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 like hit the, uh, rope with the machete and like two swings, like doing very well. And then Drea too, like, I mean, Jeff even gives her a shout out (laughs) for how she like hops onto. Oh my God. Jeff was living. (laughs) No, Stacey, you said last week that Tori was gonna was good in an em- elimination challenge. Yeah. I keep why am I calling it an elimination like, challenge? It's an immunity. You started challenge. doing that last week. It's really funny because <laughs> it's I not wrong. That's, what is that from? Challenge. There's another show. The cha- it's from the actual challenge, right? Okay. Anyway, anyway, I'm losing it. 
Um, what was I going to say? So I was very, I was like very impressed with her today. Cause I hadn't noticed that about her. And then when you said it last week on the pod, I was like, Oh, interesting. Good point. And so I went and like actually paid attention to her and I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. She could actually win some immunity challenges. Yeah. Like I mean, the individual part, you know? Yeah. I think she and, um, Drea are like very solid, honestly, at these challenges. Um, so we see that and then we see Omar really struggling, takes him a long time to unbraid the rope and Lindsay has to help. And this is where Jonathan just, he can't even watch as Jeff says. And he's just very, very frustrated. Um, and then, oh, that's what I wrote. Jonathan was pissed. So, um, but what happens is, um, the blue Ika comes in first uh taku jonathan like makes up a lot of lost time for them they come in second and then we have vati that is gonna have to go to tribal council any thoughts on the challenge i mean i don't have much more to say aside from what you kind of mentioned stacy like he cannot do the poker face and i do think that that's detrimental but also like it's not like anyone else was paying attention to his faces except for Jeff. So it's not like the rest of his tribe or another tribe is going to be like, I mean, maybe they will, but to me, like everybody was paying attention to doing the challenge. So if Jeff hadn't pointed out what a sour face he had, like nobody really would have noticed. Um, And I mean, obviously we didn't see them back at camp, um, but I, I just, I can't imagine based on, like the stuff that Jonathan said at the beginning that he would say anything about like how they performed. And also they didn't lose and have to go to tribal. So like, it was kind of okay. Um, but it was, it'll, it'll be interesting to like keep watching that as an audience member, but I don't know that it's going to have any impact on the actual game just because like, aside from Jeff calling him out, which he keeps doing. Um, and honestly, like, Someday when Jonathan does get voted out, I want him to openly be like, Jeff, you ruined my game <laughs> because you called me out and drew, like you drew all the attention to all of these things that otherwise nobody would have noticed because they were doing the challenge. Um, so I'll be interested to see if any, uh, if anything comes of it, but it was kind of a bummer just to see him kind of be a sore almost loser, but I also get it because Omar was really struggling on that rope thing. <laughs> I I have never seen anyone struggle with an unbraid your rope since mm-hmm. scenario like that. It seems set up to be successful, <laughs> not to fail. So I. <laughs> no um, one else had any trouble with this. All I'm saying. Yeah. No one. And no it was one. just like it was like he no. actually didn't like Lindsay had to show him how to do it. Like it wasn't just like he was slowly doing it. It's like he didn't know how to do it. Like I don't know, but. Um, but I think my thoughts on Jonathan, yeah, like, like you said, I don't think anyone else saw it on the tribes, but I was just like, like, what's, I mean, he's doing his best, like either cheer him on or just like, I mean, it's just one of those things where you can tell someone's so competitive, but it's like, this is a team competition. Like, and you're, you still like, you came in, you were able to come in second, like just, it's like when it's a relay race type thing, just wait your turn. Like it's not helping anything. I also, could you not, ta- oh, I'm sorry, could you not just tag out and have Lindsay finish it? Why was she yelling to Omar what to do? That to me didn't make sense. I was like, why is she telling him, just go do it? It's also, it's unbraiding. I mean, maybe in the heat of competition, I would not be able to do it, but I was just like, it's a braid, my guy. It's three pieces. Just like move the piece. Cause it's also in a track. So like, there's only one direction it can go. What, what's I, happening? I really- I was so annoyed. I was like, Omar, get it together. And I love Omar and I love this team, but I was like, oh my God, just fucking do it. I know. I really want to ask Omar, well, like, what happened? And maybe Lindsay should have done it since she has her hair in braids like every day. <laughs> so what? Like, she also was telling him what to do from the sidelines. I was like, just go, just be like, Omar, tag out. Tag out. He must not have been able to because yeah. I can't oh, think of another reason. Yeah. I think they would have tagged. Yeah. But anyway, I just thought, Jonathan, look, I, I know y'all have been winning this whole time, so you don't, like, know what it feels like, but relax. You know how to handle anything less in the first place. <laughs> I know you're, like, an elite athlete, but please, like, relax. 
but also, honestly, like he probably has more fear because he knows he will get voted out when they go to travel. So maybe yeah. he's just like, look, this is my head on the chopping block because you can't unbraid. <laughs> like, so, you know. But anyway, so Ika and Taku come in first and second. And um, uh, let's see. So and Rockstroy and Lydia are chosen to go on the trek um, where they'll get to do the, you know, whatever, uh, prisoner's dilemma. Um, I just thought it was interesting that remember at the beginning, um, Mike told them not to use their fire and like until they got food, potentially at the reward. So they like didn't make a fire and then they had to give their flint back. So I just thought that sucked. But anyway, uh, we then get to the pre-tribal conversations. We go back to the green tribe. They are doing some of their scrambling, especially Daniel and Chanel. Um, and then we see the trek and we see Lydia and Rockstory going up there. And Lydia's talking about, you know, we're getting kind of her backstory. We haven't heard that much from her so far. And she talks about um, like having body image issues and how that was even one of her main concerns coming on to Survivor was like, when she's watched it before, everyone seems very like confident in the bikinis and all of that. Um, but it sounds like she's gone through a journey, uh, like on the show, of realizing that her body is beautiful and um, just like feeling more confident. But again, we love to get the backstories. So, any other thoughts you all had on that one? I wish we learned more about her. Um, is my only addition to the things you said because um, I thought it was really beautiful and honestly like can totally relate but I just wish we learned more about like her life and what brought her to Survivor even though Instagram leads me to believe she just ran into Jeff drunk at a party and like ended up on the show so I don't think she has a long-winded like story of trying to get on um but I do just I wish we learned a little bit more about her agreed Aggie any thoughts I thought I thought it was nice to share that I don't know how often we've talked about body image issues on this show. Um, I would say, I would venture to say not at all mm-hmm. or very rarely. Um, and I appreciate that it was like someone young being like, no, I'm still uncomfortable with my body, but I'm also learning to just accept the one I have for what it is. I just don't think it get, gets brought up on reality television enough when it's something that most people struggle with. Um mm-hmm. We're talking about reality television, right? Like it's supposed to represent reality. Um, I think realistically, even someone who's super hot is going to feel uncomfortable in that type of situation because you're not put in cute scenarios. Mm -hmm. You're not Instagram modeling out there. You're in like horrifying scenarios where like bugs are eating you and like, it's just like not cute. So I think her being able to talk about it like that, I think was also an ex- like something different that we haven't seen before. But I do wish we, like you said, Anna, we'd learned a little bit more about Lydia and not just her body image, body positivity. But mm-hmm. I thought it was an interesting perspective that we haven't seen on the show very often. Yeah. Yeah. I, the only time I can even remember on this show, someone talking about like body image, I, I don't remember who it was, but it was some guy who like didn't want to take his shirt off at first. And I don't remember now, but, but yeah, it hasn't been like a focus of the, um, the seasons at all. So, um, but yes, it would be nice to know more about her. Um, cause I think from her Instagram, I think she is like an actress or trying to be an actress. Like I know her job on the show is waitress, but I think she's like in LA trying to be an actress. So they usually have stories, <laughs> aspiring actresses. So, um, but okay, so anyway, she's up there with Roxroy. They're both being very, very like, um, what's the word? Just like vague or not forthcoming with their information about the tribes, but they do both decide to protect their votes. Um, what did y'all think? Did you think they should both protect? Because honestly, I, I kind of thought Roxroy could have risked it, but maybe he just was a little nervous. But what did you all think? I I think he could have risked it too. Um, And it just goes back to not to take Tori's side, but like, he's not, he's just not thinking critically about his game. Um, And so I I do think he could have risked it and probably should have, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't fault anyone for wanting to protect their vote. 
especially at this stage of the game. But like, I don't know. I think he could have taken the chance. I think this, this would have been an appropriate time for him to do so. Um, but it kind of tracks that he didn't. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hold on. I think I wrote down a quote for this. Hold on. Um, I think it goes down to the fact that I think you kind of put this in here, Stacey, but they don't share really that much at all with each other. At some point, I think Lydia says, we both wanted to protect our tribe because we don't know where we're headed in the game. Um, So they like just kind of kept information to themselves and were very vague about how their tribe is going, which I thought was actually kind of smart. Um, We all saw what happened with um, Deshaun and Evie last season when Evie shared all the tea and Deshaun shared quite a bit of tea it made for a very messy merge in terms of like being able to keep your numbers. Um, so I thought that was smart, but I think honestly, I kind of thought Lydia might risk it because Roxroy just like, didn't seem that for Like didn't seem like he was, again, he's not playing survivor. You have no reason to risk, to not risk your vote. He's like, I'm from Vegas, but I don't really make bets. And I was like, this is not interesting commentary, Rob. Sorry, but also, nothing. like, but I was also just like, you're not gonna risk your vote. Like, you're not going to tribal, and you know you're gonna merge soon. But I guess, but again, he's not playing. So I maybe he just was like, I don't know. But I was like, if I were in his scenario, I probably would have risked it because there's only two of us. It's like a fifty-fifty chance, so it's not as scary as like you're playing a variable with three. It's like, and I know she has to protect her vote because she's going to tribal tonight. Like I would have hedged my bets that she would protect her vote because she was going to tribal. So like there's very low risk for me to risk my vote. I'm not going to tribal. And also like, I would just have to make a friend and tell them I don't have a vote because it has to be merged soon or Mm -hmm. something like the merge soon. So I just... Like, I, it's just more information to me that Roxroy doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> the only thing I appreciated about Roxroy on, on this part was he was really into the um, the scene or like the view from the trek and was just like, put this in the memory bank and just seems so like in awe. And I was like, that's cute. At least he's like, again, I don't know if he's there to win. He, survive, is, but... <laughs> yeah. he is Colby Australia for this whole thing. Like, he's just like, this is great. I love the outdoors. And it's like, my God, that's not why we're here. I mean, Daniel said the same thing at the start of this episode when he was fishing. And look what happened to him. He was like, it's Survivor. Just try to have fun. And you're like, okay. Famous last word. What happens to people who don't want to play? Yeah, I've kind of forgot he said that. Yeah, he just, and he said multiple times he wasn't going to win Survivor. So he was right. But the only other thing was just that, I mean, I kind of already mentioned this, but it just seems like in all the scrambling that Vati's doing, Hai is definitely running the show. Like, I just feel like he, even when they're just sitting there after the loss, he's like, well, it's time to scramble, like, do what you need to do. And they're like, you know, is it okay if we just talk with each of you? And he's like, I think you should. I'm like, Hi, you're just like running everything right now. So I don't know if anyone has thoughts. Nick probably would have been the one to have thoughts, but... It's just so clear. Like I'm, And I will say, one of my friends, we were texting while watching it, and she was like, this is when they should try to get high, honestly. Like, it's just so clear he's in charge. <laughs> so. Okay. I have to talk about this for two seconds. Um, I, since when are we asking for private one-on-one audiences and not trying to play Survivor? Since fucking when? Since when do we say, can I have a private one-on-one audience with each of you this afternoon? I think that would be great. And then the fucking leader of the tribe is like, yeah, I think that would be good. What is this? The Godfather? Like, no. Like, no. Also, since when? Like, I don't understand how he's like, I just absolutely cannot trust Chanel. All you needed was to get Mike. Like, and you could have taken over for Lydia and Hyde. Like, I just. It seems so both- easy. To have I was like, there's only five here. people. There's yeah. only five people, and you and Chanel are a two, mm-hmm. and Lydia and Hi- Hi are a two. 
the fact that the two of you are now just prostrating yourselves to High and Lydia because you're like, well, that's the only option. It's got to be me or Chanel. It's like, I know you are mad at her, but get over it. I was, it didn't make any sense to me. And then I literally, it felt like the Godfather was like, do I have your permission to speak? And it was like, I don't care if you have my permission to speak. Like, what is this? For two people to both admit to the rest of the tribe, hey, we know we're on the chopping block. Can we talk to you? Instead of going on a walk together and saying, hey, we know we're both on the chopping block. What can we do to turn the tide? It's so stupid. So weird. High's the only one there and somehow everyone's turning to high. I mean, kudos. Kudos to to high for somehow being like fully in charge of this tribe. But I was like, wait, no. But it also, I feel, is going to be, in my eyes, to the detriment of high. Because I'm like, I know that he's capable of being a better player than they're letting him be. And so I'm like, oh, you can say what you want and be like, hi, so great. Hi, so smart. But like, not in this scenario. What, what, what did he do? Nothing. Like, just continue to be in the position that they're letting him be. Like, that's, that's a very different path to success mm. than strategizing your way to the top. So, you know, they're, they're making it too easy for him. And it's making me be like, oh, okay. That's true. There's got to be something that happened. Like, it can't be that straightforward for him the whole time, which is why I'm excited for some kind of merge or swap or something. Um, But yeah, I didn't actually think about it that hard. But yeah, like Daniel and Chanel. The thing is, I just and I feel like I'm just like hating on Daniel all the time. But I just think like, even in this episode, he was like, and this is what happens when you think you can trust your number one and they like stab you in the back. And I'm like, you are being so like the... What's that term? The, um, oh my God. What's that term where like you basically rewrite the narrative to like your own, like you have like, oh my gosh, this is going to bother me. You just like have this other narrative in your head all of a sudden. Like you're like rewriting what happened in a situation. Um, Being delusional? Yes, but it's like a, it's like, it'll just come to me in like five minutes. Selective memory? It's like selective memory, but it's like. It's like when you literally, whatever, I'll figure it out later. But the point is, oh, revisionist history, revisionist history. Okay, that's what it is. And I feel like he really has that. Like he thinks he was just like in no way in the wrong with what happened at that tribal. And so, yeah, I feel like he was just like, it's not an option to reconnect with Chanel. Like we're, we're done. Like we are done. And it's like. That's that's like people who've not seen 40 seasons of Survivor and he's watched all of them. In no universe are you ever actually on the bottom. Like, unless there's truly no one reaching out to you and every turn you come to, it's a hard mm-hmm. pass. Like, I just, I think that's naive of him. And Chanel, yeah. why are you accepting being on the bottom? Being and- on the bottom in this game is your only way to get yourself out of the bottom. Mm, you can't rise to the top unless you're in a position of stress yeah exactly um daniel has also taught a class at like yale about survivor i heard this from tyson's podcast because eliza went to like went and did a class with him and i think he also asked sophie and she was like i feel bad i never responded but yeah like if you're teaching a class at yale about survivor like what happened what happened so anyway, High's still running the show. When Lydia gets back, he basically just tells her, like, this is the plan. Like, just stick with what we planned. Um, and then we get to Tribal. So at Tribal, Daniel is really, like, hyping up Mike about his how loyal he is and how, like, he will just stick with you till the end. Um, Chanel kind of calls him out saying, I feel like this is you trying to play the game and pander to him, basically. Um, High makes a comment that I thought was interesting of trust is a hundred percent the most valuable currency out here. The reason that was interesting to me, I think it is probably true, but it was just that we also had Drea earlier with like all her survivor uh, jewelry, as Dean would say, and she said she was survivor rich. So it was just, I was like, I wonder if they like, I don't know. I thought it was just ironic to talk about currency when someone else talked about survivor rich. Um, but then we have the vote. And it's a tie between Chanel and Daniel the first time with one vote on Mike. 
uh, they revote and Daniel is eliminated. So any thoughts on tribal council? I know we're going to talk about the vote, but anything else? No, I mostly want to talk about the vote. <laughs> like such an easy fix. Okay. It's really very clear what Chanel was doing. <laughs> See, I don't think it was clear, but do you, do you want me to tell you what I saw on Twitter? I would love to hear what Twitter so graciously thinks. I wish I had actually like saved it, but basically what I read from, I think his name is Mike Bloom. So he's like, I don't know, very well known on Instant Survivor world, I think. Mm-hmm. But he basically said, let me just see if I can find it real quick. Cause it'd be nice to read it for the pod. Let's I feel see. like the too long don't read version is like Chanel is a math person and was doing the math on like, what if, an idol or a shot in the dark is played yeah. and then all the other votes are going to be on me. So I better at least put one out there. That's I think it's just like the, the simplest version of at least what I was reading. Yes. That's basically what it is. Is like, she just was worried that if the, shot, if the shot, which I'm surprised the shot in the dark wasn't used by one of them, but yeah, it was just that if that happens and he's safe, like I need Mike to go out because I like, I know they're voting. Well, I know that Daniel's voting me. So, like, I need one to go on mic to actually be, like, a tie. I think wouldn't it just be a tie? So, mm-hmm. um, so like, that's... the potential that, like, maybe Lydia had lost her vote at the journey. Uh, like, there was so it... many variables. Yeah. That even though it seemed random, I do think she probably had a justifiable reason for the thought process. Okay. What I find perplexing is that we saw none of that. So, yes. what we saw was a random ass vote for Mike and none of Chanel's thought process. <laughs> that i also why was it tied anyway you mean why were there two votes on daniel and two votes on chanel why didn't all the votes go one direction were they planning to were they planning to make it a tie yeah who was the second vote for chanel like besides daniel daniel mike Lydia oh. and High voted Daniel. Oh, okay. That's what I... Okay. For me, up until that point, I was like, they're all voting Chanel. Yeah. And then we saw no, like, in the tribal, High being like, Lydia, no, we got to vote Daniel. Because going into tribal, they were voting Chanel. It was going to be four votes on Chanel. Yeah. I, what Which, I... Knowing that, I can understand what she's saying. If Daniel had played the shot in the dark and he was safe, a vote on Mike would have tied her and Mike. Fair. Yeah. But... Why was it two on Daniel? When did that change? Yeah. I think what I heard is that Mike... And again, this is assuming they're all like really playing all the strategies and scenarios in their head, which I don't know. But I... I don't trust that this Mike did that. (laughs) Yeah. Like it seems... Or they should show us some of it. But I heard someone say like Mike... Like basically Chanel and Mike were thinking the same thing of like, if Daniel is safe because of the shot in the dark, like... There's just a potential that one one vote gets thrown on me. Like, I think Mike thinking Chanel could throw a vote on me and Chanel thinking Mike could throw a vote on me, basically. And so they were just trying to, like, get it to where it's at least a tie. Like, it's not just, like, everyone else voted one thing or something and then I'm the one name based on the shot in the dark. I still think, I mean, it sounds super smart. And I don't, like, it sounds like really covering your bases and really thinking the shot in the, like, I don't know if Daniel had been talking about the shot in the dark a lot and we just didn't see it or what but um but then the thing that was funny about that is like mike looked shocked when he's like someone put a vote on me like i don't know who it was but i stayed loyal or something but it's like if you if this all went the way people are saying then you shouldn't be shocked that there was a vote on you so uh. well that's the thing mike seemed too confused by it for it to yeah. have been planned and i i don't <laughs> I really am annoyed. I'm like, it looked like it was going to be four votes for Chanel. It became two and two and Chanel randomly voted Mike. And then they all voted Daniel. So I'm like them all voting Daniel on the revote makes me think it was planned. But then why is Mike fucking around? I'm like, you left way too much information in the dark survivor. (laughs) Like I was like, I've never left a vote being like, the fuck. And it's like, last time I did that was when we went home with no votes, but at least that made sense. It was stupid, but it made like it made sense according to the rules. This didn't make any sense. I was like, "Huh?" Sorry, Anna, I cut you off. No, I was just—I was gonna say it's the added frustration as well of like, okay, if Hi and Lydia voted one way, and Mike and Daniel voted another way, and Chanel voted a third way, why couldn't Daniel, Mike, and Chanel 
have had a, a little get together and said, we're going to vote out higher Lydia. Like what? <laughs> Which then makes me think they're not smart enough to have thought this through in the way that we have all just thought this through. <laughs> like, what the heck? Oh, it's very strange to me. And I can't wait to see like that, the fallout from this, just because I'm like, mm. Is Chanel going to try to lie and say it wasn't like, is she going to be like, no, it must've been Daniel. It wasn't me, Mike. But like Daniel was pumping Mike up that whole tribal saying all these great things about him. So like, it's just like, how do you now recover from that? That's what I want to see. But then say like, if Mike voted Chanel, how does he like, I don't see how (laughs) it's just weird. It's just weird. But anyway, so that's what I saw on Twitter. And yeah, I didn't even think that much about why would Mike also do it, but. Because it doesn't make sense. Twitter's wrong. <laughs> you can stop acting like you're the smartest people in the room at Survivor Twitter. <laughs> Except for Stephen Fishback. He is always the He is person. above reproach. Let's get his He was not part on. of this. <laughs> yeah. He was not part of this. No. But that meme of someone who looks like him twerking is back. <laughs> Speaking oh of <laughs> I love that meme. It's my personal favorite. I'm going to choose to believe it's him. It just really seems like, like, it just really looks like him. Okay. But anyway, so that's tribal. Daniel is gone. um, And we'll see what happens next. So let's talk about the fans of Spoken. So the main um, fans of Spoken that we have, well, shoot, the one I was going to read from Jesse Rodriguez 2013 was, someone please explain why Chanel voted for Mike. (laughs) So we just did, or we tried. Um, another was Mike is 116 laughing emoji. Like, I want to know their inside jokes because I did say that. He was like, well, we don't actually know how old he is. He's 117. And then Mike was like, 116. I don't know what that means. <laughs> so, so there's that. When Daniel was like, I hope I don't die before Mike. <laughs> it's like, you have to go. <laughs> well, the combo just got so morbid because Jeff is like, are you talking about like till his last breath? <laughs> basically oh wait one more for fun from our from our same friend um low-key could nick and daniel like nick our nick from the pod and daniel be long lost cousins oh (laughs) so she thinks they look look similar (laughs) she's not wrong i'm so sorry mortified mortified. yeah nick's not here to like defend himself it's the curls, for sure, but it's also the, like, whiteness. <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Well, I th- I feel like it's, I feel like in the face, too. Like, they have, like, the dimples and, like, a, the facial structure. So, all right. So, let's move on to, and just a reminder, you can always send us your fans of Spoken on our Instagram. We usually post a little question box, or you can email us as well. Um, okay, let's talk about our vibe checks of Jeff. So what, you know, Jeff was kind of back on his, his stuff again today, this week. So he was back on his bullshit. <laughs> if you don't say back on his stuff, he was back on his bullshit. <laughs> she said it. Mr. Jeff. So I'll give mine. Mine was, I mean, there were a few. Anna, did you just say yours? I'm sorry. Oh, wait. No, I just said Mr. Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Are you being Jonathan? I like that. Yeah, but that's not my vibe check. But yes, I was being Jonathan. Vibe, no. I like it. Okay, I'm sorry. Vibe check for Mr. Jeff. Okay. Mine was definitely the shade towards Omar. Like, he just literally said, I can't even describe how far behind Omar is. Like, he just was so, like, when someone knows they're behind, you don't need to comment. <laughs> like, leave them alone. Especially Omar. Don't come for Omar. So that's my vibe check. Um, Let's see here. Aggie, what is yours? In another example of him being cruel to people, um, Vati is trying to uh, use the slingshot and he goes, another horrible misfire by Vati. Excuse me. (laughs) Excuse me. Uh, Sir. Sir. (laughs) Mr. Jeff. Mr. Jeff. (laughs) No. No. Another horrible misfire by Vati. You can take several seats, Jeffrey. That's not nice. You would be bad at it too. Jeff, I'd like to see you get on the thing. 
That'd be insane bonus content if we got to see Jeff, like, doing the challenges. Wow. But, like, can we talk about how there was that tweet someone did on April Fool's that was, like, season 44 is just Jeff versus Survivor. Like, he's he's just his own tribe and team. Like Brains versus Braun versus Beauty versus Jeff. Brains versus Braun versus Beauty, Beauty versus Jeff. Like, I want it. I would pay top dollar. Top dollar. Oh, my gosh. But, I'm so sorry. Like, I would pay top dollar to see Jeff do any of these challenges. I'm not saying he's not a physical specimen. Like, I think he would be, you know, competitive. But the way he yells, he would be so humble. Yeah, he would. <laughs> um, Anna, what's your vibe check of Mr. Jeff? Very specific requests for analogies at Tribal Council, which doesn't, it didn't feel like anything he's done before. And he did it twice. And it just felt like, A, the analogies he was getting in return were not good. Um, they were bad. They were bad. Daniel, on the first try, was like, <laughs> I don't have one. Um, and it, was, it was just a, a really hyper-specific thing that I was like, do we do this all the time? And we usually cut it out. Like, if they have an analogy, they can use an analogy to describe what it is you're asking. But, like, just mm. ask your question and, and let them answer. <laughs> like, I didn't realize there were stipulations now. It also led to Daniel using the verb analogizing. And honestly, never needs to be done. I never need to hear someone use that word ever again. Like, no, Jeffrey. Oh, Jeff. I also, just as an honorable mention, I love, like, we we already talked about the Drea thing when he complimented her. But his wow. Like, when he says wow, it's just like. It is a full body conversion. Wow. I wrote it down because I wrote Drea. Wow. This is not easy. That's how he said it and performed it. It's, it's honestly a close second only to Owen Wilson. <laughs> um, They're all like hoping it's food as a reward. And he goes, you want the bad news? It's not food. <laughs> Yikes. But it's apparently a tarp that we all desperately need, even though we've seen no pictures of them in the rain. Oh, for the rain that we've heard about but haven't seen at all? I've yet to have footage of. But go off. Sure. Where awesome. is the rain? <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. They experience it, Stacey, and we don't get to. Okay, one more, because come on, there were a lot of vibe checks this time. Jeff was on one today. Um, he When he says, when he like tells them who gets voted out or whatever, and he's like, and right on cue, Marianne with another, like, extreme emotion. It's just like, yes, she does need to chill. But, like, you keep calling her out. Like, leave her alone. Why are you? Like- As if we're not seeing it. <laughs> like, and then she says something like, I want to marry food. He's like, oh, we're back to love. I'm like, what? Like, leave Marianne alone. Leave her alone. <laughs> like... It's also just like not a good analogy because he she said she wanted to marry Zach and marrying food is just like not related. No, it's just not related. It's a stretch. It is a stretch. It's a stretch at best, Stacey. <laughs> okay, Jeff. We ha- I mean we haven't had any like real good vibe checks for this season. I feel like there were a ton this time, but let's move on. Let's talk about our castaways of the week. Uh, Nick did send us his. I mean we could have guessed it probably. <laughs> But Nick, wait, everyone on the pod, take a guess in three, two, one. Hi. Hi. Oh, we did it. Also, I hope you all at home guessed as well. <laughs> hope you're playing along. He's a consistent <laughs> man. He's a consistent man. <laughs> so he chose hi. Aggie, who's your. Always bet on gay. You know what I mean? That's what he would say. True. That is what he would say. True. Uh, Who is mine? You yes, have? Aggie. Um, I'm actually going to stick with Romeo. Um, I really liked his story today. I really liked his just vibe in general about being like, I'm about strong women. And that's why I gravitate towards strong women. That's why I believe in what I do as a pageant coach. And I was like, fucking work, sir. <laughs> um, and I do think he's playing this game and knows what's happening. It was his idea to go looking for the idol um Drea found it so Drea is the one who has a lot of it but I also love their strategy and we didn't talk about this but love their strategizing about like if it doesn't get activated I have an extra vote I'll give it to you like those two together if I could give a co-cast away of the week it would be Drea and Romeo um but I think Romeo is the bigger mastermind there so I'm gonna go with Romeo but I'm loving both of them honestly right now agreed um Anna who's your castaway of the week 
so on that same note, Aggie, as you, um, I'm actually going to pick Drea. I kind <laughs> of want to pick I, I, Romeo. She, I was on the fence, so I'm glad you're picking her. I'm also on the fence, and I, I do kind of want to pick Romeo because I, I think as a strategist, he's in a better position, and I also kind of just have, like, a soft spot for him a little bit more, um, probably just because we heard more about him this particular episode. But Drea does have all of the accoutrement at the moment. Um, and I do think that that is worth uh, making note of her. Um, obviously she didn't use them yet, but she has them. We've seen her holding them very aware of the power that it has. Um, but I do think the two of them together uh, are going to be a strong pair. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I wish I could pick both of them, but I'm going to pick Drea. And I'm following along with Drea. I picked Drea. <laughs> I yeah I just I mean I honestly love the scene of her like talking about all her um jewelry because it just took me back to DK chilling chilling so much um but also she made this like the potato comment and like why didn't anyone question she said the other day we had a potato and we were peeling it (laughs) and even her own like I get that Romeo understood but even um Tori I wonder if she was like what potato? <laughs> like, what's mm. happening? But just the fact that she just like said it and no one seemed concerned. I mean, I guess the other tribes maybe knew that was the clue. So maybe that's why. But she said it so smoothly and she's playing well. I think she's doing great in challenges. Like, I just think she has a lot to offer and she's not, I don't think she's a target right now. So I'm going with Drea. Can I say one more thing about Drea that I forgot? And this is kind of, not against her, but when she was giving her a little confessional about all the stuff that she had, and she was like, I found an idol. Like, women can find idols in New Survivor. And I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> the erasure of the historic female idol finds and plays in this game? Like, what are you talking about? I think what she was saying is there's, like, a general consensus that most of the time they go to men. Mm-hmm. Um, I think last season we saw a lot of women get them, right? Am I making that up? I don't remember, but when I think of idol plays, I think of the ones by women. Yeah, because we care. <laughs> the ones by men, they just get them and hold on to them. Like Tony and fucking Ben, and like they just always have one. Yeah. Whereas women actually strategically play it, and then they get burned in the end because men still fucking have one. I can't. Um, That's fair. But I think historically, more men have found them than women. Because this was something someone talked about in 41 also. Like, if you look statistically at how many idols have existed across time, it's something like 30% of them have been found by women. So I think she was talking more generally. Yeah, I think she was talking more generally than, I think women are better at playing them. Mm -hmm. I said what I said. (laughs) But they find them less. Um, That is fair. And so, but I do think her comment, though, after was like, she said something that was like, women can do it better than men or something. And then she's she like, like, women can do it too. Probably better. Yeah. yeah probably better. And I was like, yeah, work, Drea. Work. <laughs> but I was also like, yeah, we know. They've done that. <laughs> That's true. It. Well, and just how she was saying, like, usually they're back at camp, like, cooking or something. I was like, I mean, I don't think so. But I don't know. I've never been at the camp. But I feel like the guys, I mean, we have Ozzy over here catching all the fish and stuff. So I don't know. But either way, Drea, you had a great episode. We're rooting for you. Romeo was great as well. Um, Hi was great, but come on. I mean, it's just, it's like nothing was a standout. He's just still on top. So, Um, all right, let's get to our rapid fire to wind down. So um, Chanel voted for Mike and he seemed pissed. So do we think this will backfire on her, especially after this whole conversation we had? I'm going to say, if he, I mean, since he voted for her too, I'm going to say no, actually. Like, I think they'll just have to get over it and probably go to the merge anyway and have to work together. So I'm going to say no. Anna, what do you say? Uh, I'm going to say no too. I don't think this is going to matter come the merge and Mike doesn't seem like the type to hold that sort of grudge. So no. Aggie, what do you think? I'm waiting for a reveal that this was all a big ruse. they're playing a joke on Jeff like we're pretending to care like I just felt too unorchestrated and simultaneously orchestrated at the same time I have no idea what the purpose of those votes was today so no short answer no but I do think it's all a big fucking ruse so 
There we go. No. Um, okay. Next, Daniel seemed okay with the blind side. Like, if you see his little exit interview thing, he's like, hey, at least it was a blind side. I wish it wasn't on me, though. So would you, and we've probably talked about this in our Would You Rather episode, but would you prefer to go out via blind side or would you like to, like, kind of know what's happening? Uh, Aggie, what do you think? I would like to know what's happening so I can attempt to fix it. To rectify the situation before I get voted out. Instead of asking for a one-on-one conversation with everyone in the tribe to plead my case. (laughs) There you have it. Um, Anna, what about you? Yeah, I think I would rather know. um, But only if, like Aggie mentioned, like if I knew enough and tried to do something about it. But even if I failed, at least like I would know in my heart that I had the chance. um, Versus just being completely caught off guard. And then you run through like, oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. Um, I'd rather know and fail than not get the chance. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same. I would say that I just I feel like from what we've heard from some players, a blindside just like messes with you for like years to come and you just like replay it in your dreams. And I don't need that. So, yeah, I'd rather just know even if it was like hopeless. I would just rather know. Um, Okay, so we also see a little preview that it seems like the merge is happening or something. I mean. Mike says, is this the merge? Jeff says, not exactly. So what do we think is happening? Do we think it is the same turn back time situation um, or something else? I'm going to say, I honestly think it's the same thing. (laughs) Like, I think it's the same. There might be like one tweak they make, but I think they're still like, like, so not just the turn back time, but like that competition they have to do to like get into the merge or get into the feast or whatever. Um, Anna, what do you think? I agree. I think it's going to be turn back time again, um, especially because we saw some people talking about how they're looking forward to the feast, um, which like, ooh, switcheroo, you think you're getting it and then you're not. I don't know. I just think that that's a a hint that some people are going to be upset about it. Um, But I will say this is an instance that I'm not mad if we see it again because I feel mentally prepared. And now that I know what it is, I can kind of watch and like pay better attention to it, knowing the rules and knowing the outcome. Um, so I'm excited to see it if it is the same thing with different circumstances um, and a different person making that decision. I think it, it could potentially be uh, cool to watch. And Aggie, what do you think? Um, I think it could be the turn back time advantage again, but I do think there's no one person who's kind of on the outs um, because everyone's going in four, four, four. So I don't know if it'll have as dramatic an effect as Erica because Erica truly was like ostracized from her tribe in a way that like was made her an easy person to put in this role and for it to have repercussions. I don't see any one person um, from any of the tribes that's like so out of, out of it with their tribe that like this will really help their game the way it, drastically improved Erica's and she ended up winning so if we do that I don't know if it's the right call with this particular cast and where they're at um but I think it's going to be something similar but I don't think it will be as effective that's a good point because I have been wondering if they do it again like is it going to basically determine who the winner is but I think it is different circumstances this time so um okay i'm not even gonna i'm skipping one question i'm just gonna go to why did chanel vote for mike wrong answers only so we tried to figure out a potential real answer but what is your wrong answer for why she voted him out i still have to think so aggie you go oh she just doesn't like firefighters (laughs) that's (laughs) hey so matter of fact she was just like you know what this is not a firehouse. I didn't like the analogy. We're done. This is my bone to pick with you. <laughs> I mean, he literally called them a firehouse and said, sometimes someone in the station does something you don't like, but you're still a team. And she was just like, I'm out. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my whole life. We're not a fire station. <laughs> she had a bad experience at a fire station once. And she was like, nah, I'm out. Fire station. Um, Anna, what's your answer? Um, I think she voted for him because she just was fed up with how unsubtly he said his phrase um, in the middle of pre-challenge where like the conversation ended and he goes, hey, Jeff, I also have something to say. 
and then he told a whole story that didn't make sense and he didn't say so anything they were talking about and i think she said no that's enough that's enough mike for me she made her decision at the challenge she's like we don't even know if well, we're going to tribal but i will be voting for mike we'd like to go now thanks <laughs> And then, and this makes it even better to like see her face where she tries to act surprised too. Like he looks back, and she's like, "I don't know." <laughs> um, my wrong answer is that she actually meant to write da- Daniel. Like she just confused the two white men. <laughs> I don't think Mike. I, I think he also is like not only white, but the point is, she was just like, "I've got their names confused." <laughs> um- Stacy, I sent you the text. I didn't send it to the group chat because um, Aggie and I hadn't watched the episode yet. But I was watching with my brother and his girlfriend was watching, not with us, but at her house. And she just sent a text and she goes, I'm so excited that this team's going to tribal. Like, I love when they go to tribal. I hope Sean gets voted out. And Joe and I were like, I'm so sorry. Who? And she was like, Sean. Like, Sean, the guy with the curly hair. And we were like, of course. Sean and you know what Sean went home so so maybe Chanel this, just straight up didn't know his name this is what happened to Chanel she was like she was like dang it I think I put the wrong name like oh well she got oh, it right wow. on the second try I'm screaming honestly oh, that yeah. question was great I know I liked that one those were good okay <laughs> well thank you for listening that's our that wraps up our episode five recap of Survivor 42 Again, make sure you are following us on Instagram and Twitter and you are subscribed to our podcast and we will see you for a two-hour episode. Um, our That doesn't mean our podcast will be two hours, who knows, but the, the show <laughs> will be two hours. When you take out the commercials, though, it'll be one hour. <laughs> so see you there.